Hey everyone, and welcome back to Crossroads Minute. The podcast where we analyze the 2002 Britney Spears vehicle Crossroads one minute at a time. I'm your co-host, Aaron. I'm your co-host, James. I almost welcomed them back to minute 72, and my brain had to recalibrate in the middle of what I was saying, <laughs> which is why I did that weird thing. Hey, cross the Crossroad Minute Minute. Welcome back to minute 72. We're, we're taking oh. each second one minute no. at a time. No, oh, it's, man, can you imagine a minute-by-minute recap of this podcast? (laughs) Then they talked about some other bullshit. (laughs) I hate it so much. Anyway, it's minute 72, which begins with the second half of yesterday's ending line. Yesterday ended on, I mean, why don't I do something? And today picks up with, for me for once, you know? Yeah. That's Lucy talking to Ben about... I guess just moving to L.A. forever and going to college there, even though she hasn't applied right. to schools there. Whatever. She has the same attitude about college that I did, which is, I mean, I'll just go, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> What's it called? Privileged. <laughs> yes. And I, I, <laughs> I have it going through Kit on the phone saying, hi, it's me. Guess where I am? Right. Whoever could Kit be talking to? Oh, it's the only person Kit talks to. It's the only person Kit talks to on the phone. You know, it's funny. The only person Lucy talks to on the phone is Pop. Yep. Mimi doesn't know how to work a phone, and Kit only talks to Dylan. So it's like... (laughs) Ben also doesn't know how to work a phone. Nope. That's how they they bonded over not knowing what a phone is. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I mean, later... Is it later today? Later today, Ben might have to figure out how to work a phone. Like later in this episode, later in this minute, Ben might have to figure out how to work a phone because he knows some people in L.A. and he's going to have to contact them somehow. Yes, I assume he's going to walk into their places of business a la Blues Brothers. Oh, um, well, that's possible. Because it's L.A. and it's, you know, like a small town feel. Um, okay, sure. Which, of course, is Ch- Blues Brothers takes place in Chicago, which is no more a small town than Los Angeles. Sure, but, sure, sure, sure. But I digress. <laughs> um a little bit. My first note is Ben and Lucy watch Mimi like she's their kid. And Brittany yes. says, look how happy she is. It's such a genuine moment from Brittany. Yeah. yeah. That like it just feels like she's, it seems like she's really just like enjoying herself in that moment. Yeah. Watching, like I feel like there that wasn't even Lucy talking about Mimi. That was Brittany talking about Taryn just splashing around in the ocean having a grand old time. Yes, I agree with that. I agree with that 100%. Each of the characters have had their moment where they're acting like children. Because mm-hmm. we had Ben with his mantrum. We had Kit most of the uh-huh. movie. Uh, we had <laughs> yep. uh, Lucy. I guess when like she was like, oh, I guess you're going to mess up on me. Oh, I don't like this anymore. Can anyone help me? Like, I don't know if that's like a kid. But, you know, like if a kid was at a bar. Um <laughs> I think, see, I feel like Lucy's has been more all of the moments where she has made a choice to kind of willfully forget about how this is going to impact her father. Um, She's not acting like a, well, I guess in a way she is acting like a small child because small children don't think about how is my behavior going to make my parent feel. Or even future me. So, Nearly in the the present, but still slightly in the future me. <laughs> I immediately yeah. regret this. <laughs> yes. <laughs> then they we watch them play a little bit more. Then they go to the audition, soaked. Yep, just so wet from being in the ocean. No, they I mean, yes, but like their hair is yeah. Mimi's hair is definitely yeah. wet. They definitely don't look like see, okay. 
this minute, it, it happens in this minute, so it's not a spoiler. I was under the impression that they were going to audition, like, that they were heading there to audition on the day that they got to L.A. Yes. Okay, so this this is the line that we were talking about Can, before we started it, it recording, is. right? I have two things to do before we get to that line, and there will be a cool segue. Oh, okay. No, I... I've, I follow what you're saying now. You were under the impression they were going to show up and audition, not like show up and sign right. up. Right. I thought audition. it was like, I guess okay. I didn't think about, I guess I thought they were open auditions. Um, okay. Okay. And so I was confused about like why they made the choice of let's do beach time first and then right. not have a let's go to the hotel and get freshened up before we head over to the audition. But if it's just the sign up for the audition, then sure. we'll, we'll get to it. So there are two um, credited actors in this minute that we haven't talked about before. Okay. Sure. I think I know who okay. I think I know who they are. I'm assuming it's the guy that Mimi's talking to and then the guy who is talking yes, at Kit. That is correct. Let's talk okay. about the tall drink of water that is talking at Kit, who eventually starts responding, but not just yet. His name is Jesse Camp. Um... He, yes. in my mind, is most famous for winning the 1998 MTV Wanna Be a VJ contest over yes. the much, much more qualified Dave Holmes, who came in second and actually ended up making a career in the VJ and eventual like satellite radio, radio sort of area anyway, <laughs> which sure. is just how things should go. But Jesse Camp won, and he... This is his entire acting career. Ready? Okay. This. Uh, he was Justin in a movie called Skinwalker. Okay. He was in a short movie called Redmond Hand Private Dick. Well. Um, which appears to be about a uh, a private investigator who has to fight the demons from her past in order to find her in order to rescue her wife or find her wife or something. It seemed like I started reading the synopsis and by the end I was like, oh, wow, this is a lot more woke and cool and progressive and inclusive than I thought when I started reading this. Um, yeah. But no one in the in the movie has a character name on IMDb, which is weird. And then he was a wedding officiant in another short movie called Bunny. And that's his entire acting career. Okay. And he's an inch taller than me, so... He does look very tall in this because Zoe Saldana is pretty tall, I think. Yeah, he is a tall man, and oh, he's only—he's four years older than me. Okay, not exactly, but he was—he was born in 1979. So, okay, he was a uh, just a silly, silly guy, and it was a weird time to be watching MTV. Um, <laughs> so the other guy is um the talent organizer who is talking to Mimi. Uh, in an increasingly exasperated way. Yes. Uh, the actor's name is Seth Romatelli, which okay. is a, a great name. That is a good name. Uh, his top three. This, a character named Teenaged Carl Panzram in a movie called Killer, A Journal of Murder. Okay. And then the third movie in his top three was a character named Jonathan in a movie called Fish Without a Bicycle. Oh, he only has two other credits, which is he was a character named Ned in a movie, uh, a TV movie starring John Leguizamo. Nope. John Larroquette. The movie is called McBride, colon, Anybody Here Murder Marty? Which is 
a great title. That sounds like a movie you and I came up with. It does, doesn't it? <laughs> it's got a Anybody colon. Here murder it Marty? doesn't make any <laughs> sense. It's way too sort of familiar sounding to be a title of a movie. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then he was repairman number one in an episode of Marin. Um, the episode is called The Node, and it is season three, episode six. Okay. And the last thing I have about Seth Romatelli is that he wrote and produced a short film called, uh, yeah, dude. So. <laughs> okay. So now the line that uh, had me watching the Kit and Mimi splashing in the water three or four times because I kept rewinding it because I was like, surely he didn't say what I thought he said. Right. The talent organizer tells them that they can sign up over there. The audition is in six days. Right. Okay. So, you and I have... Okay, I've seen this movie multiple times. Yeah. This entire time... That has never registered for me. This entire time, you and I, and as a result, everyone listening to this has been operating under the assumption that from the time they left Georgia until the time the audition started, it was a week. Right. We had them, I think, leaving on June 9th. But they actually made it to California on June 10th. Because the audition is definitely on June 16th. Right. I went back to minute 15 and confirmed that. Also for another reason coming soon on minute 74. But I confirmed that it is on June 16th. So they made it to California on June 10th. Which means they left on June 3rd or 4th? Right. Okay. So let okay. let's backtrack this. So... What day, this was 2002, what day of the week was June 16th? I think we decided that it was a Sunday. Did the flyer say I'm, that it was Sunday? Why I did don't. Why did we have Sunday? I had Sunday in my head too, and I don't know why. Hold on, I got my notes right here. Sunday. No, uh, yes, it said Sunday on the, it says slide records, demo to deal recording contest, Sunday, June 16th. Okay. So yeah, so we had them leaving on Sunday, June 9th. Right. Which had us, with, with them getting to L.A. Saturday, June 15th. Right. If the recording contest is on June 16th. Right. That means that it is now June 10th. Right. Which is a full, di- which is a Monday. <laughs> right. Which throws, so we had previously had them leaving on, okay, let's assume that they, because they definitely left on a Sunday morning. Right, yep. So they had to have left on June 2nd. Right. Which means, do we know that the karaoke contest was a Tuesday? Yes. It, it was said, definitely it said a karaoke Tuesday. Tuesday. Okay. Yes. So Monday is still unaccounted for. We that are was now... a minute 36. Yeah, okay. So Monday, Monday, June 3rd is still unaccounted for. The karaoke contest was Tuesday, June 4th. It is now Saturday, June there's at least another day that's unaccounted for. The car broke down Monday, and we don't know where they slept that night. Tuesday was the fancy hotel. Wednesday... Well, now, if they left Monday... Now, if they left Monday, then Tuesday is right. Didn't Mimi say we leave Sunday morning? Let me look up the script yeah. real quick. Hold on. Yeah. But I'm almost positive that she did. Okay, yeah. Mimi shows them the thing and says, I'm leaving Sunday at... Something a.m. The transcript didn't catch what time. But, 
hey, you guys, I'm leaving Sunday at blank a.m. if you all want to come. So she definitely left on Tuesday or on Sunday, June 2nd. Right. So Monday evening, the third is still unaccounted for. Tuesday evening was karaoke and the fancy hotel. Wednesday, the fifth was the night. Like that day was the day of Ben's mantrum. Right. And the night where we assume that they told them he wasn't a serial killer and we assume they just drove all night because then on Thursday, the sixth was the night that they went camping. Friday, the seventh was the night that they dropped Lucy off at her mom's and then she showed up like a drowned rat in their hotel room. Saturday the 8th, I guess we don't know. Now, is it possible that Thursday the 6th is when they camped? The day that we saw them looking at like the dream catchers and talking about Lucy's mom was Friday and they just, that's just also an unaccounted for night. And then Saturday, Saturday was the day that she went to see her mom and then the day that Ben wrote her the song was Sunday the 9th, and now they're in L.A., and it's Monday the 10th? Maybe. So what day, what day do we add? That that would have added Friday being... Because we had been kind of operating under the assumption that when they went to that um, little, like, roadside stand and were looking at, like, the dream catchers and talking about what do you think your mom's right. going to be like, I think I at least was operating under the assumption that that was the same day that Later they... Later that day. Right. Well, like the the morning of the day that they drop Lucy off. Like they're driving, they stop right. at this roadside stand, they get to Tucson, Lucy changes her clothes, and then they take her to see her mom. But I think that those had to have been two different days. Or or the sunset was a different day, was more than a day after the I'm not a serial killer night. That's possible, but she, they were wearing the same clothes that they had been wearing on Mantrum Day. So right. they would have been okay. wearing so those that, same right. clothes for 48 hours. I did get the impression that they were like, we're only three hours away or whatever. Why would, why would they? Huh. So listeners, we paused yes. because I had to go let the dog out and we wanted to double check something. And James, would you like to tell our listeners what we discovered? So back in minute 15, I made an assumption that June 16th was going to be on a Sunday and that it was going to be a Sunday to Sunday trip. And we had this whole discussion about, so they have a week to get there, etc. Well, I went and looked at the flyer again for the second time today, and it doesn't say Sunday, June 16th. It just says June 16th at 11 a.m. Wait, though, but we, the flyer doesn't say Sunday. But we looked it up, and June 16th is a Sunday. If we're, if it's 2002, but if it's 2001, then it's a Saturday. Oh, okay. And we sort of treated it as, okay, so if this is taking place slightly in the future, it... Oh, hey, this is this is a reason this why isn't... why it's not taking place in the fall. That, 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 that is a big cut against that thing where we're like, all these things feel like they're taking place in the fall, but... Yeah. Their the audition is in June. So, but Right. I have a question though because even if it was a Saturday, that doesn't fix our problem of they left on Sunday and if they got the there broke on, down on Sunday, Monday, there's still a day missing because they left on Sunday and the the karaoke contest was Tuesday. Right. 
So we st- so either we missed Monday completely and the car broke down Tuesday and they did karaoke or the car broke down Monday. We don't know what happened Monday night. So really it doesn't it doesn't change, change anything because anything. It, it I think that it is June 16th, 2001. Because okay, if they which get is a there Saturday. if they get there on if they're showing up to sign up on Sunday the 10th then the next Saturday will be June 16th. But we and didn't we have them getting there Sunday? Um I think so. Yeah. yeah. Hold on a second. I'm looking up 2001 calendars. Oh yeah, I already did that. Con- oh, you did that. Okay. Yeah. June 16th, 2001 is definitely a Saturday. Yeah, so they would have left on Sunday the 3rd. And gotten there on the 10th. Yeah, so we're still there on Sunday the 10th. Right. Yeah, so we're still missing Monday. And I think that Friday was spent dreamcatchering. And then Saturday was when they dropped Lucy off at her mom's. Well, no... I don't know. It's uh, it's unclear the the events between when they were at that roadside stand looking at Dreamcatchers up through Ben wrote Lucy a song. It's not quite clear if that's happening over the course of two days or three days. I guess it doesn't really matter. If Ben wrote Lucy a song on Saturday, and then they didn't, they see then they what they kissed, and then they left Sunday morning. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. We're we're missing we're missing like three days in this timeline, and it's. I think we're basically going to not yeah. be able to find them. It it doesn't really matter. Yeah. In the grand scheme of things, it it doesn't really matter. Right. This makes me feel better because there is an event that is going to happen. I think next week, the the tail end of this week starts to set off the chain of events leading up to a pretty big moment that will happen either next week or possibly the following monday just depending on how many minutes it stretches out right that had me thinking how is it possible that they're going to show up on saturday and go to this contest on sunday and all this stuff is going to happen in the middle like like how is there's a thing that happens to a particular character that has me concerned for her ability to participate in this contest. Right. As with the timeline that you and I had been thinking. But if right. there's a whole other week, that the the whole other week makes it make a lot more sense, but also how did all of our road trip math is now even more screwed up? Because yes. now they have to fit a whole extra week's worth of survival. Oh yeah. Yeah. My brain literally <laughs> just this moment thought of that. I just thought of that too. Yep. I don't want to go back and redo all of that math, but they were already subsisting on like 15 bucks a person per day. But that was before karaoke. They made enough for the trip and the car. So it's just they made a lot more money. That means they made like $5,000. Yeah, at least. There's no way. Yep. I'm sorry, but there's there's no way. No, it's, it's, it's canon. They made it. Shonda Rhimes... I would like for you to come on this show and explain yourself. <laughs> Accounting with Shonda Rhimes. Open invitation. We should, maybe maybe she's borantined. Maybe. <laughs> Shonda Rhimes, will you please come talk to us about Crossroads? No, not Grey's Anatomy. Crossroads. <laughs> the Crossroads episode of Grey's Anatomy? No, 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 no. No, no, no. <laughs> we, want, we want to talk to you about road trips and money. Right. 
Yeah. Road Trips and Money, a side podcast with Shonda Rhimes and Aaron and James. Yep. It's like Dirty Blink, but (laughs) financial. (laughs) And yeah, filthier. Um, Uh Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, so the only other thing that I have happening in this is that Ben, I guess, is going to assemble a band for Mimi's audition. Yeah. So Mimi turns to Ben and says, what are we going to do about music for this? Now, I have two notes on that. My first note is, did you not think about this? And my second note was, maybe the flyer wasn't clear and she assumed that there would be a band provided. Right. That she would like show up with her sheet music. And there would be, like, a studio band. Or maybe she had, like, karaoke music, like, on a CD that she figured she could just pop in a CD player and sing along to. Yeah. I have to assume that she had no idea she had to provide her own musicians. Which, frankly, I wouldn't have thought of that either. Right. Right. Yeah. I just had a thought. And I want—I think it's easily dismissed. It's n- There's not a chance that the flyer said the 16th at 11... They showed up on the 16th at 11, and the guy was like, auditions are in six days on the 22nd, right? They would have reacted to that, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think that they knew that the contest was on the 16th, and they showed up a week earlier. Now, I'm assuming that the reason... I'm going to go ahead and come up with an excuse for why that is. Ben was already going to LA, and he had to be there at the specific time because he was going to get a job with his uncle. And his right. uncle needed him to start. Mimi's like, right. well, I need to be there on the 16th. Can I just catch a ride with you and hang out Yeah, for a week? You know what else? Hmm. It's called the Demo to Deal Contest. Uh-huh. Are they recording a demo? I don't know. Are they supposed to bring a demo? Maybe? It just occurred to me that, like, I was picturing, like, an American Idol-style audition. Yeah, But same. if it's called Demo to Deal, presumably you start with a demo. Maybe everyone gets a demo and one person gets a deal. I really wish they'd been they'd had a high res photo of that. Yeah. Like they they'd zoomed in and scrolled down so that we could like POV the reading of that. Maybe it's for contest. a reality style show called Demo to Deal where it's like okay. like an American Idol thing where you have like everybody goes in auditions and then the people who make it past the first round go in and like record the demo and each week people get bumped out and whoever wins at the very end gets a record deal. Yeah. But it's like the Hmm. whole thing is like the process of recording the demo and getting the deal. So some, so, you know, we'll have a couple episodes where, you know, of the making of the demo process. I don't know. Yeah. Hmm. Maybe they know. demo a house and then they get a record deal based on how oh. well they 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 hammer through a wall. Maybe. I don't know. I mean, it makes demo as much sense deal. as anything else that Shonda Rhimes has given us in this backstory for this movie. <laughs> I, huh, I want to write the fan fiction that fills in all the blanks. Yes. I wonder yeah. if there is Let's... Crossroads fan fiction. I'm going to look that up. And I'm going to drop a note in the show notes, and we will tweet about it if there is. Awesome. That Um, is my promise to you, the listener. And then the last thing I have is that Kit calls uh, calls Dylan on what appears to be the exact same phone that Lucy called Pop on uh, 
or was staring at the uh, the previous right time we saw a phone. Right. So this is why in my head those two hotel rooms were the same. Right. Because I really think that it was the same set and I think yeah. that they put up a fake wall for Tucson cuz there yeah. was a wall that had some sort of like blue and white wallpaper pattern in Tucson right. on the other side of the far bed. Right, the the ocean view. Yes, and then in this one there's a beautiful ocean view. So right. I really think that it was the same set and they just put up a fake wall and then took the fake wall away and now you have a balcony. Yep. Because the balcony doesn't look like a green screen. It looked like a legit for real balcony. Yes, it did. I am so excited to talk to you about that aspect. Well, what that aspect implies in minute 74. Yes. We should but wrap until up then, this minute though. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so we are on Twitter as a podcast at Crossroads underscore Min. Individually, I'm on Twitter at Unabashedly Aaron. I'm on Twitter at Unabashed James. We are part of the Scavengers Network along with uh, a bunch of our sibling shows as well as a new thing that we're doing as kind of a network effort, uh, especially during these times when we're all kind of homebound, uh, which is that we have a Twitch channel for the network now. Yeah, uh, twitch.tv slash the scavengers network and you can go on there and i think there are videos that you can watch uh like on demand uh but you can also watch live streaming stuff like for instance aaron and morgan last night did a live stream of them playing dream daddy <laughs> yep. which was incredible it was sure something wasn't <laughs> it, it it sure was um we we do something uh I think it's going to be weekly. It's going to be certainly at least attempted to be regular uh, called Family Game Night, where a bunch of people on the network basically come and play like Jackbox games, um, as well as like Scavengers Hunt Live stuff that we're going to try and do, as well as basically if people have ideas for like video content that they want to do, um, that. Follow us at Scavengers Net. We'll post schedules for who's streaming during the week. We'll post if there's a special event coming up or whatever. Uh, I think Colin and a bunch of people recorded a, a live a myth takes um, episode or like not like a live myth takes episode on a couple of days ago. So like mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. So stay tuned um, on the Twitter uh, and subscribe and follow us on on Twitch. I'm not sure what the word is because I haven't hosted a Twitch channel yet, but I think you can follow on Twitch as opposed to subscribing on okay. YouTube. But twitch.tv slash the scavengers network. Cool. Come back tomorrow. We will find out how Dylan feels about Kit being in L.A. Yep. (laughs) And until then, hey, James. Yeah. Let's be best friends forever. We will. The Scavengers Network. Creator-driven. Community-focused. Treasured content.